Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. All right. Hey, it's the Steelers podcast. It's draft week. I feel like it's never been ready to come yet, but it's here. You got, I got Joe and Paul with me. I almost forgot to introduce you guys. Are you guys excited? Um, potentially. Okay. <laughs> I, I always like the sound. Um, probably doesn't uh, denote huge enthusiasm. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm assuming Paul I don't know. I'm, I'm always pick. You know the Steelers always usually do really well during the seasons. Usually, like their their terrible seasons haven't been that bad, so they don't right. often get to choose very early. So everybody that you're excited about with the draft, going, oh gosh, what are they going to do? Where are these quarterbacks going to go? Whatever, blah blah blah. That usually doesn't involve the Steelers at all. Uh, <laughs> there's like so many question marks that happen before they get to choose at 24. Like so, what? It's hard to get excited about it because we just there's no way of knowing. We have the list of things we're anxious about. We want, we need X, Y, and Z. We need O line. We need running back. We need, you know, some uh, some some deep cover. But uh, we have no way of knowing whether or not we're going to get get any of that stuff. We're going to end up <laughs> with five more linebackers with just this absolutely stellar linebacking core with nobody else on the team. I got to ask this, because I love the draft. It's fun to watch. I always like when you have players changing teams and players getting drafted. You have a lot of talk about the next season goes. I got to ask you, um, Saturday I had YouTube on. For some reason, I just flipped on the old draft, and it was the kind of splice in the highlights. But, you know, my wife's like, what are you watching? The draft, it's great. <laughs> Why? Because old just draft. think about this. Drafts that are right, already yeah, old. come and gone. Yeah. Like how old are we well, talking? Like within the last five years, or it was Nashville. It was a couple of years ago, I think. Super old. Yeah, okay. but, but I guess what I'm saying is, um, how do your wife react to the draft? Because to us, hey, we're in. We're excited. It's a fun night. I'm wondering about you know Mrs. Yancheck and Mrs. Frost. How are they like? Because to someone who's not a huge football fan, it's got to be where you're scratching your head going. Has my husband really just went over the barrel? They're just watching guys, you know, in suits pick guys, and guys walk out and they hug and they <laughs> hold up jerseys. Uh, How they react to it? Um, she she probably assumes that it happens. She sees okay. it referenced on the news, <laughs> and she's happy for me and my son when things go well, but. Uh, other than Roethlisberger and Watt, I'm not sure she can name many other Steelers players. 
Well, is she on the couch with you making like wisecracks? Is she hiding in her bedroom sobbing, going, This is the worst night of my life, you know. <laughs> I love Paul, but you know, this is bad or she would either be up in her office working or okay. my son and I will be demoted to a secondary television while she watches Ooh. something else on the main TV. That sounds is like it a Mrs. Home <laughs> is it a home repair show? It's all about renovating homes, right? Open. Uh, no, not not so much those. I mean, Granite she's, backsplash. She finds more entertainment from like the ninety day fiance type shows. And oh, the the train wreck oh, relationships. My. Wow, <laughs> Paul. Wow. When, when this, uh, I mean, no judgment get, there. Get, they they are their own brand of entertaining, and no judgment. Okay. <laughs> You're, when this pandemic eventually subsides or gets to the point where we're more comfortable traveling, your wife needs to meet my wife because that's pretty much what my wife likes to watch every night. It, it's very <laughs> tough. Yeah, my wife's hey, into John. the home repair every single time, okay. and it, all it all all it results in is walking around my house going, "Oh, we need to fix this, and we need to fix that." I'm like, "Yes, but I am neither Chip nor Joanna Gaines. This is <laughs> right. not likely to happen anytime soon." Well, That's why she... I discourage those shows. <laughs> right. Well, is she yeah, mocking it's... you? Yeah. Well, when you're watching <laughs> like a bunch of guys in suits, you know, picking guys, is she mocking you? Is she saying, Joe, I thought you liked the football football. Why are you watching these guys I, I pick guys? I can't necessarily say that I spend a lot of time watching drafts and stuff. Like I, okay. I I'm not I'm not usually that guy. I pay attention after the draft's over to see where people went. I don't usually watch it. Um, but no, she would make, fun, she makes fun of me much more for watching professional wrestling. So, okay. and, and that's, a, that's <laughs> yeah, a fair amount. Yeah. It's like, right. oh, why do they have to wear such small suit, uh, uh, outfits? What's the deal? Why is the, why is everybody all wet and oily? I'm like, okay, <laughs> you know, I, I get that. Those are legitimate. Those are legitimate, okay. uh, uh, complaints. Uh, so yeah, I, I guess I don't get a whole lot of flack if there's, if I'm watching stuff. Okay. Uh, if I'm watching, I, I, you know, I think if you add up the time, uh, there'd be more to complain about watching morning sports programming and all the talking heads shouting at each other. Stephen A. Right. just screaming right. at whoever is the guest that day. You know, there, there's a lot more to complain about there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, to clarify, my watching of the draft is going to be me. Uh, I, I'm going to be spending the next five years reading Stephen King's The Stand, so I'll be reading that. And right. when I hear the ba da dum ba da dum bump, then I'll look up, see who picks. Then I'll go back and read some more. Check back in when I hear little chimes, and okay, that'll be my watching the draft. Yeah, I, I find myself using the draft almost as a second screen, where I'll be doing something else, even checking my email, on my phone, or or doing some work on a podcast preparation, whatever. But it's always fun to watch a little bit. And I I know, my, my wife and your wife, the more I hear about your wife, I think they're going to get along because I usually get demoted downstairs. <laughs> like, if I watch yeah. it upstairs, she's like, are you, why are you watching this up here? I got an idea fiance watch, get out of here, and I usually go down my downstairs office and watch it down there. So should be interesting. I'm just curious. I know, but we're here to talk Steelers draft. Um, we, hey, if you listen to the show over the past couple of weeks, um, you know, we're concerned about offensive line. We're concerned about running back. I made the statement last week saying, hey, maybe we should have, you know, running back tackle center in some 
combination over the first three rounds. I don't want to say that again because we're going to be saying the same thing. We might as well just say that and say, all right, we're done and end the podcast. <laughs> Had a couple of, what do you call it, uh, devil's advocate things I wanted to throw at you guys. Uh, first of all, Justin Lane, our cornerback, which it's stunning how deep the Steelers were at cornerback last year. Because we had six. Wasn't Justin Lane like the sixth quarterback, cornerback on the Steelers last year? Well, uh, Steven Nelson, as of the moment, is no longer with the Steelers. He got released. Um, Mike Hilton went to another team. So now Justin Lane is cornerback number four. And I'm hearing that Steelers really aren't crazy about him as a cornerback. Well, he got arrested over the weekend. And some people say, hey, is that going to change what they did in the first round? And I've heard more people say, no, they were going to pick a cornerback anyway because they're not excited with Justin Lane. So the question I have for both of you guys, and we can start with Paul this time. Paul, with the Justin Lane thing, right now we only have Joe Hayden, Cam Sutton, James Pierre, who the Steelers are excited about. I don't know if he's that great or not. Do you think that that should make the Steelers look cornerback more than what we've talked about in past weeks? And two, is there any way that Steven Nelson, we can kind of approach like we did Vince Williams and said, hey, buddy, you don't have any other contract offers. So you come back for a year at real cheap money. I, what do you think they should do? I guess I'm asking generally about the cornerback. Yeah, I think we need to uh, we need to find some either free agents or somebody if there's a way to lure somebody uh, because we we don't have a great track record of drafting cornerbacks. Uh, so I, I'd rather not lean on the draft to find some replenishment. I'd rather go out and find some established guys. So however that works out, I think we need to be looking and. Maybe keep an eye out for when those post-draft cuts take place and try to get some of those veteran presences because we, we don't know how to draft cornerbacks. Joe, I'm hearing it's a decent draft for cornerbacks, but are you thinking – well, I'll put it this way. Are you, are you thinking about cornerback maybe first, second, or third round? Maybe that's the best way of asking. Oh, third round would be the earliest, I think. Uh, I, I, I'm with Paul. I think there's going to be a lot of guys who are around. I I do think it's a concern. I know the Steelers can't be happy about uh, about this situation, him getting arrested. Uh, they're, they're, they're usually not super thrilled. We're not that team necessarily that likes to deal with uh, the, the nonsense. We don't like picking up guys who uh, might be off-field trouble um, and having lost two people cornerback is a concern. Uh, I don't think it changes what they need to do early in the draft. It may change what they end up doing later in the draft. But, yeah, I think we'd probably be better off. We've had more success going out and finding corners uh, who are veterans, who are off of other teams, who are a little more established and experienced. We're, we're not great at developing corners. All right. No, I, I tend to agree. Um the only thing that concerns me, to be honest with you, is the way the NFL is now. You almost have to have three starting cornerbacks. I mean, a lot of these teams will run three receivers out a ton. And I'm hoping James Pierre is the answer. I guess that's all I have to say. I mean, they think highly of him, and I hope he's great. I mean, I want him to be great. I'm not sure if he is or not. Um, second, 
Um, not conspiracy theory, but second devil's advocate thing I'll throw at you guys. Uh, linebacker. Now, feel better about linebacker now. Um, Robert Spillane, who everyone expected to come back, he's back. Plus, Vince Williams, we let him go because he's making too much. He came back. Um, outside linebacker, you got Highsmith, which we're not sure how great he's going to be. But there's really nobody behind Highsmith other than my hero, Cassius Marsh, who is still chasing Browns running backs today after he started chasing them in, the, in January when the Browns scored a million points <laughs> against the Steelers. Yes, I'm not bitter right. at all. Um, no. Xavier Collins. I, I read a column of one of the Steelers fan blogs that was saying, man, we got to get Zavin Collins at 24. Uh, Dan Cater, my buddy from the Acrobica Journal, who writes a lot of uh, draft columns, we had him on weeks ago. He said, hey, the Steelers are going to pick Xavier Collins. Mark it. Are you guys – well, and here's my concern with the Steelers linebackers. Vince Williams, great leader, awesome guy. He's, he's an old-school Steeler, but he's not that fast, and he can get burned by guys. Robert Splane, I think it's a little quicker than Vince Williams, but Robert Splane is the best coverage guy. We're, we're in a different league now where, you know, 10 years ago, Vince Williams or Robert Splane would be great. Now they're good, but they may, we might need a little bit more. What do you guys think about shucking our conventional wisdom and say, let's get a Xavier Collins or somebody in the second or third round in linebacker? If we did a second or third, uh, definitely not 24, even a, even second round, I think would be shocking to everybody. Um, yeah, I, I think that's something they might roll the dice on in later rounds, but I I'd be shocked. Even third round, I would be pretty surprised. Okay. Joe. I can see third round happening. Uh, I really hope it isn't anything before the third round, uh, just because there are all those other holes that need to be plugged. But Steeler defense has always really been solid in the linebacking core, and keeping that going is important. Um, right. We don't want, want to get to the place where we're really thin at linebacker. Uh, so we we definitely want to continue to – and to have some guys who are coming in <clears throat> some late round guys who can then be developed over a year and not necessarily have to throw them into the mix right away heavily uh, would be a great position to be in. I don't know if we're really at that place right now where we have those, those linebackers that we're developing because in the past couple of years, we haven't really developed guys. They've had to come in right away and be uh, productive. So I don't know how many of the developing guys we've got <clears throat> right now. Um, and so I wouldn't mind replenishing that a little bit so to keep that solidity going, but, um, there's other actual glaring holes, not potential glaring holes. Yeah, no, no, I agree. And I almost think you guys are saying, Hey, pick up some veterans. I like to see that maybe for a third offense outside linebacker. I mean, right now, Cassius March is your third outside linebacker. I don't know. I don't have all the free agents ahead of me, but you got to think there's somebody out there better than March that could be your third guy in case something happens with Watt or Highsmith. I mean, I like that idea. And the Sooners kind of have already done that. And you could still pick up an outside linebacker, maybe later in the draft, have him be that fourth guy, developmental guy. But I, I think 
I agree with you guys. I think they need a little bit more experience. And maybe next year's the year to get that quick inside linebacker. I don't know. I uh, think Josh Dobbs would be better than Cassius Marsh. Yes. Yes. Uh, they, they did Cassius Marsh a gift. They just say, hey, here's some money. We don't want you to go broke. <laughs> Take it. Uh, maybe we'll cut you in practice or whatever. I don't know. Um, Auburn, and I'm thinking over like conspiracy theories or whatever else the case might be. Let me know quickly if you don't agree with this. But this is what I'm kind of hearing from you guys over the past couple weeks. It sounds like tackle, center, running back are huge needs that should be addressed in the first couple rounds. Is there any dissension or? Nope. I'm assuming that's what you guys are saying. You guys yep, aren't yep. saying punter in the first round or anything else like that. No. Um, oh, okay. My gosh. It'd, no, be, it'd, be, it'd be a shock, I'll tell you that. Um, it would be. Let's surprise everyone. Let's just throw out the rule book. <laughs> Burn I, it. I'm assuming you guys are saying the order of, of where we approach, be a tackle guard or running back, would depend on who's available in the sewage pick. Like, the sewage shouldn't say, darn it, we're picking a center no matter what, or darn it, we're picking a running back no matter what in the first round. It's going to be what is, like, what, what's the best guy of those couple that are, is going to be available 24? Is that what you guys are thinking? Kind of. I think so. I think if you're in a position where you've got where you want, you have one of the top running backs that we're interested in. If one of those guys is available, you get them. That's, I yep. think that's where you're at. And if yep. those guys aren't available and we're looking at running backs that are more likely to fall to the second round and be available later, that's when you step up and look for a center or a guard or tackle or something like that um, who are the best available at, at 24. Um, but I think one of the top running backs is going to be, uh, is going to supersede any of those other things. I just saw something yesterday where they were talking about what I think the jets have the 23rd pick and it had them picking up, uh, at at, at 23. That's just going to break my heart. <laughs> well, and that's what I was asking. We're almost there. We just got to 23. Oh man. The more I've read, I've seen that they're saying there's 11 tackles in a ranking of the top 100. So it's a really good tackle class. So they're saying that Pittsburgh could even wait to the third round and get a tackle that may not be the top of the class, but a tackle that you could say, hey, this guy could start if we need to. It's going to be one so, of those guys, yeah. They'll right. still be around later in the later well, rounds. Well, here's the zillion-dollar question. I'm hearing that Harris, Etienne, and Williams, they'll all be gone before 55, which would be the Steelers' second-round draft pick. Um, you can talk about a Trey Sermon of Ohio State. I think it's Chuba Hubbard from Oklahoma State. I'm not sure if they're your guys that you can immediately give the number one spot to. They, they both show promise, but I don't think you can say, hey, here's it 20 times a game. I'm not sure if they're quite to that point yet. So here's the challenge I'm facing. I'm reading a lot of mock drafts to say, what could be available for Pittsburgh at 24? I'm seeing that there's, it's quite possible that all three running backs are going to be there at 24, but there are teams above Pittsburgh 
that could use a running back. You look at the Jets at 23. Um, you look at Miami, 18. Miami could use a running back. And anybody else who wants to trade up, you're probably trading up above Pittsburgh. Depending on how the draft comes out, if Harris is their guy, I hear that they love Harris. I hear the ATM might be a target because Canada loves the speedier backs and ATM's a quicker back than Harris is. Are he the gonna, well. Yeah. Well, are the Sooners going to have to trade up to 17 just to make sure you get that guy you want? I don't see him doing that. I don't know okay, if they've got enough. Trade up I don't know the if they got, Yeah, I don't know if they got enough pieces and parts to have to get to be able to move up. Well, here's the other Don't the Sooners have eight picks in the draft, I think? I think so. Well, think if they don't right. build, if they don't feel they need eight guys to come out of the draft, what would stop them from saying, hey, you know, fourth round and 24 for 17? If they think they don't need eight people to fill holes, I think they have some type of brain damage. Well, <laughs> we, <laughs> we need human beings. Like, well, right. Uh, okay. Then I guess here, here comes the question then. So if you're at 24 and whoever picks them, I mean, they could go higher, lower, whatever. Let's say it's 24, you don't make a trade, and Harris is gone and ATN is gone, which is possible. There's drafts that are saying that. So what do you do at 24? Yeah, maybe you don't overdraft somebody, but if you don't draft Williams there, I'm hearing Williams will not be there at 55. <laughs> And Paul's right. Okay, the next logical question is, okay, trade up in the second round. Well, how do you know? I mean, I, I've seen some mock drafts that say, you know, maybe Williams goes at the end of the first round. So I, I'm with you. I don't want to see the Steelers start trading up for people and everything. I, I, I just I, – I think if they really want Harris or – ATN, I mean, you may have to trade up just to make sure you have it. Jeez, look at San Francisco. San Francisco's got the number three pick in the draft. There's a possibility San Francisco might pick Mac Jones, which I'm like, Mac Jones isn't the third pick in the draft. Well, if they're saying, darn it, he's our quarterback, their rationale is probably like, okay, we got to go up to make sure we get Mac Jones if that's our guy. But they have more flexibility than we do to – do so. I mean, they're not as. I mean, they they're early enough in their development where they can they can afford to do something like that. Where we're because we still have Ben, we're in emergency mode, and we need every possible hands on deck to accomplish this. Okay. So the conspiracy theory, devil's advocate thing I'm throwing at you guys is we don't trade up. We're at 24. Harris and ATN are off the board. Do you draft Williams at 24, or do you draft a center or tackle? I take Williams. Joe, what do you think? I, I think I'd agree. Okay. Uh, to make sure so. you've got that guy. That you've got some guy. Okay. <laughs> there needs to be some guy. Uh, I think he's a good guy, and I think he's somebody that we could, we could definitely go with, but uh, – so I, I wouldn't necessarily feel too bad about being stuck with him, but I think he's a he's a more valuable pick 
to make sure you get one of those top three guys. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think there's there's a lot more available tackles, like we were talking about. There's a lot of those guys out there. Someone's going to be around and available <clears throat> who could be a contributor uh, in the second round. Yeah. yeah, and the challenge is, yeah, you could trade up in the second round, but what do you have to give up to trade up in the second round? Because you may have to trade up to the top of the second round. And what capital? Because you, you're picking at the bottom of the second round right now. So, interesting. Well, like I said, just some of the things I want to throw out by uh, the only other pieces. Well, two other pieces real quick. Um, the Chiefs and Ravens made a trade. I don't know much about Orlando Brown. But I am impressed the Chiefs really upgraded their offensive line. Their line, they had injuries in the Super Bowl, and it, it stunk to be polite. That's why they lost, and Mahomes was running around with his arm cut off pretty much. I mean, he was yeah. he was getting pressured all game. How this matters to the Steelers is, as part of that um, trade, the Ravens got two picks near the end of the first round. One of the things we talked about is, hey, the Steelers could just trade back and maybe, like, yeah, if that's scenario we just talked about, you know, if they trade back, maybe they can get Williams at 30 or 32 and get extra pick for their troubles. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it might be harder now because the Ravens got a couple, they have 27 and 31 right now, which is kind of interesting. Um, and then Big Al to the Ravens potentially is a right tackle. Any concerns about that if it happens? Uh, I mean, I, I never want to see the any improvement to the Ravens, but as I've said before, I, I no. think Al is at a point where he's living off of his reputation more right. than his current productivity. Well, I retweeted a tweet from one of the Steelers writers that was interesting. They say, I love Big Al, but I'd rather see him with the Ravens and the Steelers, um, which kind of tells you a lot about how people perceive Big Al. And maybe it'll help. If he's bad for the Ravens, they'll help the Steelers too. So <laughs> should be interesting. Any well, way to improve your game is to send players that you know yes. uh, you can defeat uh, to your rivals. Now we got to convince the Ravens that Josh Dobbs has been Lamar Jackson. Hey, take Josh That's Dobbs. That's all we have to do. Start him. That's all we have to do. Yeah, it'll be great. Uh, last thing I can think of, unless you guys have any other things you want to think of before the draft, um, Mike Tomlin got extended for three years. Not surprising. We don't go through coaches no. with the Steelers that much. But there was some talk saying, oh, when Big Ben retires, everybody's going to retire. Tomlin's going to retire. No. Uh, Corbett's going to no, retire. Uh, Joe's, um, <laughs> Joe's concession madness. stand worker is going to retire. <laughs> Paul's... Paul's um, uh, the <laughs> guy who shines Paul's shoes is going to retire, and ever you know, every ever is gone. That's right. But it sounds like he's Tom way too. He'll be way too young to retire. Yeah, Tom going to be way too young to retire. Well, it sounds and, like he, and his gonna... record is too is too. It's, it's his record is too good, and it hasn't always come from seasons. Well, we lost Joe for a second, but there's, there's... Uh, oh, there you go. <laughs> Uh, it's madness that anybody is out there thinking, oh, we should we should fire uh, Tomlin or, oh, we should move on from him just because we won't have Roethlisberger. That's madness. Ridiculous. Well, I think it's just the guy a is a, a young coach. He's got a lot of years ahead of him. And you look at all the teams who have longevity and their coaching staff over the long haul, they consistently get better. 
it's 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 just ridiculous to think that he's done so poorly that we have to 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 get rid of him. He has a different coaching style than other people. He definitely gives a little bit of leeway, but he knows when to reel people in. Uh, and I don't know. This is Steeler football. This is what we want. Why wouldn't we want him have him for three more years? And I know there's some Steelers media that just, especially his playoff performances and last year's playoff, that they they're ready to move on. But I, Tomlin wasn't the one who snapped that ball. Tomlin wasn't the one who no. threw the picks. I mean, that's. Uh, it's almost like if there's any fault in having Tomlin as a coach is he has the t- tendency possibly to get mediocre teams to overperform and get themselves into the playoffs and where they get exposed. Right. Like, is that yeah. a real problem? <laughs> well, and I'm thinking, I don't know. I got a little frustrated last year about there seemed to be a little bit of dissension maybe on the team. But I go back to the question, who do you get that's better than Tomlin? If you say, okay, he's gone, who, who's out there? That, who do you want more than Tomlin? I, I can't think of anybody that's currently freed up. I know um, one person that should be considered is Eric the Enemy. But, um, right. Well, in, but either way, either way, we're not in that conversation until the end of next year, anyway. So, right, I don't know. And are, are you sure that right now Eric Bieniemy could be better than Mike Tomlin? I, I don't know. I mean, he's a smart no. man. He helped the Chiefs get. I'm, not, I'm not. But in terms yeah. of in right. terms of other people who are out there who are good who deserve a shot at being the, the head coach of a yeah, <laughs> someone oh, of else. right? Yeah. No, no, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, the stat that jumped out to me, and we know this, we've been Steelers training for long enough, and they're saying assuming, assuming that Tomlin saves the three years of the team, which it would be probably shocking if he didn't, after those three years, it'll be in the last 56 years, the Steelers have had three head coaches, you know, from yeah. Noel yeah. to Coward to Tomlin. And yeah. That tells you, and I, I know the how the Steelers, Steelers do it. Say, look, we might be better than you. Well, the reason why the Steelers have been better than the Browns probably at least 46 in the last 56 years is we don't go for head coaches like the Browns do. And that's why, hey, they, you might be. They've had 46 coaches in the past three years, haven't they? Right. right. Something like that. Right. And everyone's like, oh, Kevin Stefanski is coach of the year. Okay. Yeah, good year last year. I wouldn't guarantee he's going to win some party. Or, well, I won't guarantee it'll be it'll be as good as Mike Tomlin is, you know. So hey, there you go. Shots fired. So <laughs> very good. Speaking of shots, are you okay there, Joe? Joe took a, a sure shot. Sure, I am top. now. There he is. He's back. I uh, I need to <laughs> learn how to drink hot beverages so that they go down the 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 the, the drinking part and not the breathing part. That would be helpful. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought we lost Joe there. I thought this was going to be Joe, Joe's last podcast. Not from quitting, but from death. <laughs> but you know, yeah. I'm glad you made it. You yeah. survived. Me too. I, I was, it was touch and go there for a minute. Okay. <laughs> Very good. Well, I, we have stretched and stretched. Um, we don't have a review podcast this week. Uh, many thanks to Whitney. We really just from, couldn't find anything else to match up to uh, for Demic yeah. Shock and Spare. Yes. <laughs> and thanks again for like Whitney. It. For coming on, thanks for the nice tweet afterwards. Right. We appreciate all yeah. of that. 
So very good. Anything else Steelers related? Oh, you want? Know Let's preview next week's Steelers stuff. So, oh yeah, we're not okay. May, maybe we're not as dedicated as the other Steelers podcasts we, we that are out there, and that's fine. We are not doing emergency podcasts Thursday night. You're not uh, paying us enough. Right, that's right. Well, Paul, Paul's not having his three-hour special where he's anchoring draft coverage. Um, <laughs> we're not doing that. What we're going to do because you never know. You know, something that happens first round could be changed depending on maybe a trade we make in the sixth round or whatever. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to come back next Monday. We'll have a couple segments, one day one, one day two, day three. We'll look back at the draft, and more importantly, we'll look at what needs for students moving forward. So, you know, who they pick up and who's going to be shutting the door since we picked up a guy. But I'm with you. I'm, I'm looking forward to Thursday. I'm a little apprehensive. That we're not going to get one of my my running backs, and we're yeah. going to have Frank Gore, Adrian Peterson, and Le'Veon Bell sharing carries next year, and oh I'll be a little nervous why about that. Keep, why do you keep saying that? Every time you say that, it's like a knife in my heart. And Can't Ben will be it. throwing passes to Adrian, Adrian not Adrian, um, Antonio Brown. Sorry, I lost his name there for a second. Ah, so. Antonio Brown coming back. He still has his three signed with the Bucks, right? Yeah, he's still, he's still, still waiting. Up in here. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Wow, that guy. Oh, very exciting. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for checking out the Steelers podcast. Um, hey, support our sponsors. Uh, click on viewfromthepew.club where we house these podcasts at and let us know what you think. Support our sponsors. Do listener support. Check out Hope Interrupted, uh, the podcast we partner with, and have a great day. For Joe and Paul, this is Chris. We'll see you later. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was look, looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.